Hello everyone and welcome back to Self Interrupted, the Grammy winning, the BAFTA winning, and now the Oscar winning podcast. Yeah, we won an Oscar on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, the Oscar winning podcast with your host, Kit Costello. And we are now back in England, okay? So everyone stop screaming. We're no longer on the European leg of the Self Interrupted tour in Paris. We hopped on the Eurostar and we're now back in England. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie, I couldn't be happier. It was all fun and games in Paris, but bitch, I was there for 10 days. After five, I was like, like, okay, God, clock is ticking. Let's get back to the farm. No, it's true. But anyway, we're back now. And today is the 10th episode of Self Interrupted. Everyone scream. This is crazy. 10 episodes? We made it into double digits. That's like an achievement, okay? And no wonder this isn't Grammy, Oscar, BAFTA winning podcast. Christ, why wouldn't it be? 10 episodes in? Now for the 10th episode, I wanted to do something special. I've been holding off of telling a story to a lot of people just in my personal life, but also on the podcast, I've been holding off of it because I wanted to have it for a special occasion. So today we're going to be talking about my 24-hour boyfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a controversial one, you guys. This story has twists, it has turns, and it just has toxic men in it. And yeah, that's just about it. But before I get into the drama of this episode, let's get into my weekly catch-up. Okay, we are back in England, like I said, and I'm really happy to be back in England. Straight away, as soon as I got home, I made a meal that I love to make. It's like cheesy carbonari pasta. I went straight to Sainsbury's and I made it. I was so excited to get back. As soon as I got off the Eurostar, I was like, bitch, get me to Sainsbury's. The Eurostar was fun. It was fine. But oh my gosh, there was drama. The night before I had to get the Eurostar, my mom texts me and she says, do the Eurostar strikes affect you tomorrow? And I was like, the Eurostar, what? I know that there aren't any strikes when I'm traveling. So I start screaming. I think my mom's taking the piss. I think she's joking. I look up Eurostar. Eurostar strikes. Turns out there's a strike the day that I received the text from my mom and the next day. The next day is the day that I was traveling. So you can imagine me internally screaming because I want to leave Paris. I'm very happy that I was there, but 10 days in Paris, I was bored. I was bored, okay? I wanted to get out. I wanted to dip. I then look at the timetable of the cancelled trains. Thank God my train is not on there. I said on the last episode that on the Eurostars, I like to sit by myself. I know. It's a level of luxury that I like to enjoy on the Eurostar. But I couldn't do that this time because obviously all the trains were packed. I think there was like three trains running. Mama, it was packed. I've never sat next to someone on the Eurostar. So I'm sitting in economy as usual, as I do. Bitch, you think I have money for Premier? Premier? What? I don't even know what it's called. Anyway, I get on the train. I'm sitting down. And then this lovely American lady comes and sits next to me. And she's like, oh my God, this is my seat. Are you number 11? And I was like, yeah, no, I am. And then she was like, okay, good. You seem like a good vibe. I'm really excited to sit next to you. And I was like, well, thank God. I was scared I was gonna have to sit next to some man. Sorry for like generalizing and stereotyping men, but no, I was, I was scared. I've had a bad experience. Let me tell you about my bad experience on a train. I got the train from London to Glasgow. That whole train journey, I was sitting next to a drunk man. It's a long train journey from London to Glasgow, five hours. He gets off the train and everyone does a sigh of relief. And I say, bitch, you do a sigh of relief. I just had to sit next to this man for no less than four hours. And you're out here being like, oh, thank God he's off the train. I was clenching every muscle, afraid he was gonna like attack me. So that's what I was scared I was gonna sit next to on the Eurostar. Luckily it was, I was sitting next to this wonderful American lady, but yeah. Anyway, catching you up to recent events. On Friday, I had laser, laser hair removal. And bitch, that shit hurt. Like, it didn't hurt that much last time. I was screaming. I was like, oh, 
Hmm, I guess a laser really is hitting my face right now. But it didn't make me stop going to Glossier because I had to pick up a milk jelly cleanser. And then I went to the cinema to watch Babylon. Okay, yeah, no, that's cinema for real. That's history. I've heard so many mixed reviews about Babylon. I think mainly because it was a three hour film. Now, before you start screaming, the pacing of the film is very good. So it didn't feel like it took forever to get through. There were a couple of times I went on my phone to look at the time. But other than that, I was like, this is a good film. So it basically is about the roaring 20s in the film industry and how the transition from silent film to talkies was like dealt with and how actors had to really like adjust themselves in that period. And it was really interesting and it followed a few different characters, which I really liked. But yeah, good film, I'd recommend it. And then most recently, today, this morning, I did a 5K run, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. It took me out because I haven't been to the gym in like a month, but I was just like, I need to push through because when I'm running, I don't like to stop because if I stop, I'm like, oh, well, I just wanna, I'll just leave, you know? The only song I listened to was Freezing by Mimi Webb. One thing about Mimi Webb is that she's gonna just like do like pop hits and I love that for her. But yeah, I did that and then I came back, I had some food and now I'm recording the podcast. As I was eating my food, I was writing out a timeline of everything that happened in this 24 hour period. It brought up so many memories and I just don't even, want, I don't wanna talk about it, but I'm gonna talk about it. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is kind of croaky. One thing about doing a run is that your voice is gonna be croaky afterwards. So please, I do apologize, okay? Let's begin the story. I matched with this guy and he was hot. Okay, let's just like say it how it is. Let me describe him to you. He was like 5'10", 5'11". He had a buzz cut that was dyed platinum blonde. He had blue eyes and he spoke French. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the trenches. And he was like one of those guys that like only took photos on film and was just like really cool. So I fall in love with this guy on Hinge, classic. I send him a message, which was really rogue and forward of me. And I say, we should date. He hasn't even liked you. I'm liking him. And I'm saying we should just skip the small talk and date. Sure, okay. It worked because he messaged me back and he was like, yeah, okay, sure. And I was like, oh shit, didn't expect that. So we talk on Hinge. It's just like, you know, chitter chatter. And then we move it over to Instagram. We were in the DMs and we were just talking. Now, I can't really remember what we were talking about, honestly, but instantly I kind of realized that he was slightly mean. Like I would try and like bust a little joke and he'd be like, that wasn't funny. I kind of respect the honesty, but like also that's my ego you're crushing. So like, let's relax a bit, you know? So I wrote in my notes, Instagram, we text for a while in brackets, a couple of hours. He's mean in brackets, red flag. Haha. <laughs> yeah, I should have taken that red flag and ran with it. Like Dodie said, why did all the red flags look like so much fun? She was right about that. And the red flags did like fun. So I wanted to continue. He gets progressively more and more rude. I can't really remember what tipped it over the edge for me, but it was something to do with my looks. And then also just like something to do with like the jokes I was saying. He was like, you're not funny. And I was like, well, bitch, if I'm not funny, then stop talking to me, end it. So I did. Oh, I was really forward with this person. Not me sending him a message first and then me unfollowing him. The convo ends, I unfollow him. And around this time, I had a photo shoot. It was a big campaign in America. I've talked about it in this podcast before. It was like one of the first episodes I talked about it. And for this shoot, we had like a week of preparation where we were doing fittings, hair consultations, and they dyed my hair. I remember that period of my life from this shoot and this man. I get my hair done on a Friday. And I'm saying Friday is important, okay? Stick to the story. Near the hair salon, there's a Joe in the Juice. If you don't know what Joe in the Juice is, it's just like overpriced, not that slay juice is what it is. And now at the time I was very new to coming into London. So I didn't know that Joe in the Juice was like iconically overpriced. So I went in there, 
I bought myself a little sleigh green juice. They're like, oh, it's 10 pounds. I look at them and I say, I only wanted the juice. And they said, yeah, no, it's 10 pounds. I scream. So I sit down and obviously I have to put this on my story. So I'm like, you guys have to pay 10 pounds for this drink. Don't make me scream right now kind of thing. And then this guy that I've unfollowed thought that we stopped talking pops up and he's like, and you have to pretend that you like it. Ha ha. And I'm like, ha ha, where did you come from? It's been a good couple of days since we last spoke. So for Hinge talk, if you haven't spoken in a couple of days, go, it's ended. So he pops up. I'm like, this man, like he still cares. Oh my gosh, that's my bestie. I then text him back, obviously. And I think I say something along the lines of like, oh, we're still talking. And he's like, yeah, what do you mean? So then I have to like crawl on my hands and knees to go and follow him again. Please, it was so bad for me, you guys. Then we just start talking over and over again. And I'm posting little pictures on my story because like now I know that he's interested. We stopped kind of talking on Instagram and instead we start sending photos back and forth on Instagram, which was just like, I don't know. I don't know, dude, because that is just so stressful. Taking photos. And now I'm saying like a photo every 20 minutes. Christ. I did my hair on Friday. He pops up to my story on Friday. And now over the weekend is the golden era. We're sending photos back and forth all weekend and it's fine, okay? I realized that I've called this story the 24-hour boyfriend. And there is a reason for that. It's because in the period of the 24 hours is when we actually started talking with our voices and not just like photos and texts. That's why it's called the 24-hour boyfriend. But it's actually so much longer than that. Anyway, so the weekend has ended. We've taken all these photos back and forth. We could make an art gallery with the amount of photos that we have taken of each other for each other, sorry not of each other oh my god so it gets to monday and it's the shoot day everyone scream and i'm on set and i'm taking photos and i'm sending them to him famously we're sending photos to each other now hmm We've actually moved over to text message now. It's getting serious at this point. We started off on Hinge, went to Instagram, texted on Instagram, then we sent pictures on Instagram, and now we're texting with each other's numbers. Wow. This is serious. So anyway, I take a photo of the set that I'm on and I send it to him on iMessage. And then he says something like, you being a model doesn't impress me. It's kind of rude, but also he's just saying like, you don't have to show off the fact that you're a model to impress me. So I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, fine. Throughout the day, I'm sending him more photos. I send one photo and he says, you're so beautiful. I scream. You guys, reminder, this guy is just plain rude to me. And I've just sent him a photo. He's let down his guard and he said that I'm beautiful. Oh, oh, I'm folding. I'm like on the floor at this point. I'm melting. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're crazy. You're beautiful too. You know, you know, someone compliments you. So you just feel the need to compliment them back. And obviously I was keeping all the models around me up to date. I was like, bestie, this is what's going on. This is the guy. This is crazy. So after him, like saying, you know, you're beautiful and me saying it back to him, he then says, you know, you're not my usual type. You're different from the rest. And I scream, I scream. Now looking back, that is so corny, tired and played out in the moment. Oh shit. He just said that I'm not like the rest and I'm special. He didn't say any specifics of why I wasn't his type. But, you know, like I said, if someone gives me a compliment, I have to compliment them back. So I did the same thing. I said, oh, you're not really my type. I normally like X, Y, and Z. I normally like rugby players who are like six foot five, hot, tall, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, what? So you're calling me unathletic, small, and unattractive. And then I'm like, oh Christ, this is really bad for me now. Cause he thinks that I hate him. And now I'm being the rude one. So I was like, oh my God, no. And I tried to save myself. Anyway, let's say it's around like 2 PM now. He starts sending me photos of him getting ready and we're just texting back and forth. And it comes to like the end of the day. And I remember I was sitting down and I was talking to the girlies, the other models on set. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy, like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And they're like, oh my gosh, is he gonna ask you out today? And I was like, 
are you kidding? Absolutely not. No one's ever asked me out before. It's never gonna happen. He asks me out. He's like, do you want to come out for drinks with me and my friend? And I'm like, oh my gosh, drinks. Now bear in mind, I don't drink alcohol that much. And also in Shoreditch, I wasn't really familiar with London at the time. So I wasn't like ready to like explore. You know, I wasn't in my Dora the Explorer bag at this point. I was very much in my model era. And I also had a car picking me up and taking me home that I didn't have to pay for. So was I then gonna go meet a guy and then have to get the train home? No, I wanted the first class fantasy of getting a car from a shoot all the way home. That's what I wanted and that's what I got. I declined his invite to go out. And now I know what you're thinking, Kit, you shouldn't have done that. Did I regret it as soon as I got home? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. It's true. But like, bear in mind, it's around like seven o'clock. So we would have stayed out until at least like nine or 10. And I just wasn't in the mood. I just done work. Like I just been working. Like I don't want that. Anyway, I get home and I FaceTime my friend. Now at this point, it's around 9.30. Me and my friend are talking. And then realistically, after I hang up, I'm going to bed. That was the plan. Throughout my FaceTime with my friend, I get a call from this guy. And it's just like an audio phone call. Oh my gosh, please. Not like the random phone call at nine o'clock at night. I don't need this right now. My friend's like, you've got to FaceTime me afterwards. So now this is turned into like a nighttime event, a nighttime extravaganza. I pick up the phone and he has a really hot voice. Oh, it was bad for me. It was really bad for me. And we were talking, I forget what we were talking about. And I remember him saying like, I'm gonna walk the long way home so that I can talk to you more. Oh, I screamed. Oh, I screamed. Oh, it's giving rom-com. We're talking for about, I would say maybe 15, 20 minutes. And literally out of nowhere, he hangs up. And I was like, what? Because the phone call was very chill vibes. Like we were getting on really well. I call my friend and I'm like, he just hung up the phone. We're trying to overanalyze everything that just happened on this 20 minute phone call with this guy. And we're talking for about another 10 minutes. So now it's like, it's easily 20 past 10 at night. This is way past my bedtime. I need to go to sleep. In the middle of this FaceTime call with my friend, I get a FaceTime call from the man. This is categorically not allowed. You're calling, you're FaceTiming me at almost half past 10 at night. It's been a long day. I am not in the state to be looking good on a FaceTime call for the first time with a hot guy. My friend says, bitch, you better put down the phone and call him. I pick up the phone. He was brushing his teeth. He was getting ready for bed, fair enough. I had been getting ready for bed like four hours prior. I was ready for bed. We talk and then randomly starts talking about children. And I was like, we have hardly known each other. And you're talking about kids. He was like, how many kids do you want? And I was like, bitch, I don't want any, but I'm just gonna say I want some. I want two. And he was like, yeah, no, same. And I want my kids to be called this, this and that. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Anyway, he's showing me around his bedroom. He shows me like his little turtle. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, fine. And then it gets to about like 11 o'clock at night. 12 o'clock at night and he's like oh i'm really tired and i was like okay i'll go then good night and he was like no 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 don't go and i was like huh he was like stay on facetime with me and i was like but i thought you said you're tired don't you want to go to sleep and he was like yeah we can sleep on facetime and instantly i get whiplash i said what you want to fall asleep bitch i barely know you you want to fall asleep on facetime with me what kind of backwards what's going on huh who said this was okay? I, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, sure. Yeah, no, that's fine. He falls asleep within a sexy little 10 minutes. I'm up until 3 a.m. overthinking everything. I'm like, what is going on right now? I'm on FaceTime with a guy and he's just sleeping. Like full on snoring in my ears. Because also at this point, a little bit of law that I didn't tell you, I had to put earphones in. Because, you know, we were talking, all my 
family's in bed. So I just have like direct breathing in my ear of this guy. I'm sitting up in my bed, 3 a.m., eyes wide open, trying to process the fact that this guy's on the other side of the call in his REM cycle, and I'm just like hardly sleeping. Anyway, I get to sleep and I wake up at 6 a.m. So I've had a neat little three hour nap, basically, and he's not awake, but he's still on the FaceTime call. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. How do we, how do we do, how do we go about this? Because I want to get on with my day. I don't just wait for him to wake up, but I did exactly that. I waited for him to wake up. He woke up at 10 a.m. I waited four hours for this bitch to wake up. Now, bear in mind, throughout this four hours, I'm being loud. I'm like coughing, I'm moving around. I'm trying to make as much noise as possible. And he's not waking up. But eventually he wakes up and he hangs up the call. Oh my God, you guys, it was so bad. Instantly, my heart drops. You guys, you need to imagine. I've been so vulnerable. I've literally allowed, I've just wasted a good night's sleep on this man for him to then just hang up the FaceTime call. My heart sinks. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was it. But no, plot twist. He calls me back a couple minutes later and he's like, oh my gosh, sorry, my phone overheated. And I was like, yeah, as if your phone overheats the second you wake up. It's been fine for the six hours you were sleeping, the four I was awake waiting for you to wake up. But no, the one minute you're awake, you hang up the phone and it's because your phone quote unquote overheated. Yeah, sure, bestie. Anyway, now throughout this like half an hour period after he's woken up, we start like chatting about meeting up that day. This would have been a huge deal. And I was just like, yeah, let's just do it. Reminder, throughout this whole scenario, I've been very like forward. And he was like, oh, what should we do? And then he was like, we should go to a park and get a meal deal sandwich. And I was like, God, what the fuck? What kind of standards do you think I have? Yeah, I think it's kind of cute we have a picnic. I'm vegan and gluten-free. There's nothing I can get at a meal deal. I'll get a bag of crisps and a bit of mango. But other than that, I'm in the trenches. So I'm kind of like, oh yeah, sure. Or like, we can just go for a walk in the park or something, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he hangs up and he's like, okay, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to get ready and then I'll call you back. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, bestie. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I'm quickly getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm like getting myself together and he calls about, yeah, half an hour later. Now he picks up the call and he speaks to me in fluent French. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's take that in for a second. That was bad for me because I completely, I didn't fold, bitch. I origamied. So he's making a jam sandwich and speaking in fluent French to me. And then he says this, I'm speaking to you in fluent French because I know you like it. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that was bad for me. Anyway, he makes his little jam sandwich and he sits down and then we start talking more about meeting up. So at this point, I would say we've been talking for about an hour. It's probably around about like 10, half 10. And he was like, do you want to meet up today? I'm not sure if I want to. And I was like, okay, well, let's not meet up. We can meet up another day. And he was like, oh, but like, maybe I want to meet up today. And he was kind of playing this game of like playing hard to get, but I just wasn't falling for, I was like, okay, like, let's not meet up. I don't care that much. But obviously I did care. I cared so much, but I was trying to be as forward as I could because I kind of got the vibe that he was trying to like tread all over me and be like this powerful person in this relationship. But I didn't really want that. So I was like, we can meet up or we don't meet up. And he was like, I'll see, I'll see. And I was like, well, I want to meet up with my friend today. So you better get some 2020 vision real quick because you need to see if you want to meet up today. Anyway, he's like, 
Okay, yeah, no, I don't want to meet up today. It's a really nice day and I just want to read a book. I then post a little selfie and I'm like, yeah, I know he's going to reply to this. He replies to it. Of course, mm -hmm, I've just, I'm tucking my hair behind my ear right now. He, he replies to it, he does. And he's like, oh, I want to meet up. I was like, okay, the ball's in your court. If you want to meet up today, let's meet up. So I'm at my friend's house. This is the friend that I was on FaceTime the night before with. So she knows the tea. We're giving the rundown. This day she was going on a date as well. So we were both in our date bag. So he's playing this stupid game of like, I want to meet up. Actually, no, I don't. And now I have the power because I'm with someone else and I'm not with him. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I want to meet up with you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I can meet up with you after I see my friend. I can come to... Shoreditch and we can meet up there. And then he seems to be annoyed and he's like, actually, no, there's no point moving on. I get home and I do feel slightly bad. Like I've just let down my husband, it's true. On a previous call that we had had, he was talking about how he really loves this one artist, Nina Simone, Slay, we love that for him. I don't even know what the word that I'm looking for is. It's not people pleaser, but it's something like that. I review a whole album of Nina Simone and I send it to him. Oh my gosh. Like, why? Why did I do that? Now, bear in mind, at this point, he's kind of annoyed at me because I haven't met up with him because I didn't fall for his trickery of me just, like, doing anything that he says. I wasn't begging it. And he didn't like that. A lot of men don't like that. I've been in a lot of relationships or friendships, whatever, with men. And they've given me an option for something. I've said no. And then they've really taken it to heart. And this guy, oh, bitch, he took it to heart. I sent him this whole album review and he just replies with, you need to understand the stories behind the songs to enjoy the songs. So at this point, I feel it turning. It's burning out, you know? This 24-hour period, the 24-hour period started when we had the FaceTime call the night before. Okay, so we're like in the middle of the 24-hour period now, and I already feel it starting to turn. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I think I start to reply, and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to accommodate to him as much as I can now, because I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose this guy. So I think I say something like, oh, yeah, like, you're so true. I, I, I'll go and look up the stories. Oh, my gosh, shut up. So he doesn't reply to that. And then later on in the night, I FaceTime him. He picks up the FaceTime call and he's like, oh, it's you. And I was like, what do you mean it's you? And he's like, I don't have your number saved. And I was like, what? And he was like, because I don't need to. And I think he had this kind of like complex that he thought he was better than me. Like I said, he was very much that kind of person that was like, I only take my photos on film. He listens to all of that old music and he thinks he's just really cool. So I was like, why didn't you save my number? And he was like, I don't need to. I don't need to, I don't know who you are. You fell asleep on FaceTime with me. And it's just like cold vibes. It's really, really bad vibes. I would say the call lasted about 15 minutes. And for about half of it, it was just silence. It was really, it was bad for me, you guys, okay? And I think he ended the call saying something along the lines of, okay, I'm gonna go now, it's probably for the best. So he hangs up and instantly I cringe. And you know when you cringe and you like, you grab something tight and you like, you like dig into it? I was at that level of cringing at myself. I was in a state, I was spiraling. I was like, oh my gosh. I went into my notes app and I literally was like, I'm gonna be alone forever. This guy has like ruined me, blah, 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 blah. So dramatic, so dramatic. I was in a state and I was crying. I did, I cried, you guys. Let me be honest with you guys real quick. Because this guy that was so eager to meet me, that was so lovely to me, six hours prior was so awful to me that I cried, I cringed, and I wrote out a dissertation on my notes app of why I will never be in love, why no one will ever love me, and why I don't want any kind of relationship in the future. Now, I text him afterwards, and I was like, I think I said something like, that was so weird. And 
He said, you're just too intense. Now, looking back, I definitely can see from his point of view as to why I was intense. I did send him a whole review of Nina Simone's album, track by track. Yeah, yeah, so maybe that's slightly intense. But you also asked me to fall asleep on FaceTime with you, bestie. So, I mean, what level of intense are you thinking I am? Because for me, having an eight-hour FaceTime call where you're sleeping, that's more intense than me sending you a Nina Simone track by track review of her album. Personally. I don't know, dude. Personally. That concludes the 24-hour period, but that's not the end of our interactions. So let's get on to... This is kind of even more chaos to this story, and it really kind of like ties it up in a bow. Months and months and months later, probably a good year and a half later, I'm with one of my friends, a new friend that I have made in London, like the start of that year, let's say. And we're sitting down in the park and we're eating sushi. We're talking about relationships, we're talking about boys. And I bring up this guy and I talk about this whole situation. And I say it just like I've told you guys, top to bottom of what happened. And he's like, oh my gosh, that sounds crazy. What's his name? And I say, oh, it's this guy. And he's like, oh, we hate that name. I had someone like that too. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And then the most shocking thing happened. He was like, oh, let me see a picture of him. And I was like, actually, no, I've blocked him. Can you look him up on your Instagram? I give him the Instagram of the guy that I had the 24 hour romance with and he's shell-shocked. He looks at me with an open jaw, drops his phone and says, Kit, shut up. And I was like, what? And he was like, when I moved to London, I talked to this guy too. And I'm just silent. I'm in shock. Out of all the people, this is crazy. He's like, this guy is known for being a terrible person. And like, for me, obviously it was like crazy that that had happened. Like, what's the chance that like me and one of my close friends have like had interactions with the same person? But it was really good for me to hear that this guy who was so rude to me was known for being an asshole. Because honestly, I left that feeling like I was totally in the wrong. Hearing that he's just like known to be a bad person it justified the way I was feeling. And it made me feel so good. And me and my friend were just like cackling about it. And the gag is that this guy that we had both been speaking to was speaking to my friend when he had moved to London. And he moved to London the same week that I did that photo shoot. So this guy was DMing us both at the same time, which is fine, which is totally fine because we weren't like serious, obviously. But like, what are the chances that he's not only talking to both of us, okay, I didn't know my friend at this time. So it is just so crazy that this whole era, this whole chapter of this like romantic interest ended with this situation with my friend. But I think that moment in the park kind of tied up that situation with a bow. It ended it for me. That was the story of my 24 hour boyfriend. I hope you enjoyed. I hope it was somewhat comedic. What are the lessons that we've learned from that story? I think it's that you need to always value yourself and you can't let a man's opinion on you change the value of yourself. Because that's what happened to me. After he said that I was too intense, I was like, I need to change myself for the guy in the future so that I'm not more intense to that person and they don't leave me. But I don't need to change myself at all. You know, I'm not living my life for relationships, please. I'm living my life for me and my besties, you know? And imagine if I had like changed myself to be with that guy. He was not a good person at all at the time. Anyways, that's what we learned from the 24-hour boyfriend story. 
Anyway, let's get on to the question and the recommendation of the episode. The question is, funnily enough, how to deal with rejection. And this person also said, how do you deal with rejection in the context of your job? So being a model, how do I deal with the rejection of not getting a casting? So in terms of not getting a casting and dealing with that rejection, I just move on now. I really do. Famously, I had a wobble at a London Fashion Week casting. That was deeper than just like, getting rejected from a casting. I came into this industry knowing that I'd get rejected. I think that's what you need to do. If you want to become a model, you need to know getting into this industry, you're going to get rejected. Become best friends with the word no, because you're going to see her a lot of the time when you go to a casting. But the rejections just make the acceptances better. They really do. Try your best not to romanticize the job that you're getting. Go into the casting just thinking of it as work. If you go into it thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get this job and then I'm gonna do this when I get it and I'm gonna show all my friends this when I get it. If you start attaching that kind of stuff to it, this casting, when you lose it, it's going to be so much more difficult to get over it because you've kind of created the story in your head. You've ceilings to yourself, Lizzie McAlpine, you've ceilings to yourself into thinking that it's bigger than it is when in reality, it's just a casting. As for the recommendation of the week, it's going to be Mimi Webb freezing. I listened to it for 20 minutes this morning. I think it would be kind of weird if I didn't recommend it. It's a great song. The hook is If that was cold, then now I'm freezing. It's like, if I acted cold to you then, I can get colder. So Freezing, Mimi Webb, it's a great song. But other than that, I really hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode of Self Interrupted. If you have, I would really appreciate it if you rated it on Spotify. That would mean so much to me. Also, if you rated it and reviewed it on Apple Podcast, you can send in your questions and your story times to kickcanbeinteresting.com and I'll answer or read them out. You can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at kit.costello. But other than that, I hope you have an incredible week. I'm sending you so much love as always, Kit. Kit.